Um, uh, I, I learned some new birds. I didn't know that some of these birds were in the Bible um, when persons we, we ask a question. So um, just, just go, go ahead and show some of the names of the birds you have seen or heard of in the Bible. You see there's the eagle, dove, sp- sparrow, raven, vulture. I hear that there is the owl. There is the uh, partridge. I didn't even know that that was in the Bible. Somebody told me partridge. I thought it was in a pear tree, but but somebody says it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually <laughs> it's actually in the Bible. I've never. I, I need to read my Bible some more because I've never met that bird in the Bible, right? Um, ostrich is also in the Bible. Um, yeah, but but it's kind of funny how how how. I mean, just as stuff as you go through scriptures, you can learn. For example, when I, I looked at the raven, the raven is considered sometimes what they call a dirty bird. And so if you're in the Maryland area or you're a, or a Philadelphia Eagle fans, Eagles fans, are, if you're a New York Giant fans, right? Are, are you, <laughs> or, or a Cincinnati Bengal fan, let's go right there now. I'm just kidding. But if you're an Eagles fan and you meet someone from Baltimore, you, 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 you tease them. Right? Um, you know, because they don't really appreciate the ravens and they call them the dirty birds. Alright? Um, that's just name and bantering in sport. But you know that God actually used a raven to feed a mighty prophet. And so it just shows you how awesome God is and how he compares our life to, to that of the sparrow. Why worry about things? Look at the sparrow and all of these things. So we're going to look at that. But this morning we want to begin by speaking about the eagle and how, how to be an eagle-like Christian, how to, be, uh, uh, to take the example of the eagle and, and, and apply them to our Christian faith. Our key scripture this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible. Um, so I want you to find that in your Bible um, and as usual, I'm going to ask you to, once you have found that, to stand to your feet. We stand for the reading of God's word. We reverence his holy word. His word is living and it is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. The word was in the beginning. And in the beginning was the word. It became flesh. It dwelt amongst us. Hallelujah. So we stand for the reading of God's word. I'm going to ask you to put your finger in there and mark it and just lift your Bibles high in the sky because you know you read your Bibles. Even if it's on your phone, you still read it and you listen to it. Amen. And declare with me that this is God's word, not Pastor Omar's word. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are opened. And I better not go to sleep. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Remain standing. Let me read for you. It says, But those who wait on the Lord, this is the Amplified Bible. It says, um, in bracket, open bracket, those who expect 
look for and set their hope in him, close bracket, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle, open bracket. They will have the strength to live above their circumstances, close bracket. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Open bracket says they will not grow tired in their faith, close bracket. Heavenly Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for your word. Your word is indeed truth. We ask you this morning to open our eyes to see your truth, open our ears to hear your voice, open our minds to understand your word and our hearts to receive everything you have in store for us. Lord God, we want to be more than mere hearers of your word, but doers also. We ask this morning that by strong conviction, change would come from the inside out. Lord, we're not here to discover something. We are here for revelation. Reveal yourself to us, Lord. We decrease this morning so that you would increase. Speak, Lord, for we, your servant, hear it. All this is to your honor. All this is to your glory. We thank you and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. I just found out, like, in between service... I was speaking to one of my leaders and they, they, they shared with me something that I didn't have in my notes about eagles that I didn't know. They said that by law, eagles are protected. I was speaking about people hunting birds and they said that by law, you can't hunt eagles. You can hunt almost every bird except an eagle. In fact, there are places in the state that if they see you doing any harm, well, you know that if it's against law, you will be thrown into jail or charged and all of that. And, and the spiritual principle in that, this is not in the notes, like somebody shared, I didn't know. The spiritual principle is that there's a spiritual law that protects the child of God in the same way that there's a natural law that protects the eagle. Amen? There's a protection that comes when you're a child of God in the spirit in the same way that there's a law, a legal system that protects the eagles. Right? Because I've always wondered why people don't go eagle hunting. I've never heard in any place where people go and hunt eagles. You're going to see that how, how they are rare. You, ha- you hardly spot them. You don't see people, you see people walking around with parrots. You see people having doves all over. People have all kinds of birds. When last have you seen, if you live in Jamaica, you probably have never seen a, an eagle in real life. A- amen? How many persons have, you have actually seen an eagle close up? All right. All our visitors. Air, listen, eagles are only in foreign. They're, 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 they're international birds. They're not locals. You understand what I mean? <laughs> Just kidding. But you rarely see eagles. Listen, I, I've gone to zoos and I've never seen an eagle in a cage at a zoo. There is? Uh, Hope Zoo? That, that's a hopeless one, my brother. I, I used to go to Hope Zoo regularly. And if there's an eagle here, I'm a blind man. <laughs> right? Um, but, but they're so hard to be spotted. But Christians are made to be the best in, 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 in every area of their lives. God wants us to be the absolute best we can be. He wants us to live our best life. We were created with divine purpose for divine greatness. Right? 
That's why the scripture speaks about eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of anyone. The things that God has in store for you. There's greatness in you and in me as children of God. And in every area of our life, God expects nothing but the absolute best and the highest level of excellence. In fact, one of the dangers of life is that many people settle for what is what is good instead of what is best for them. So the opposite of what is best for you sometimes is not what is worse. It's just that you settle for what is good. You don't go to the worst, but you settle for good instead of striving for what is absolute best. That's where God wants us to live. That's the kind of life, the best life. And that best life, let me help you, has nothing to do with material prosperity. It has to do with, with the best of health, the best of mind, the best relationship with God. The, just, just that, and that in and of itself will bring you all the things you need. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You see, it is because of this that we are created in the image and in the likeness of God. However, this is not always the case. As you have a lot of Christians struggling in the pool of the ordinary. There are many Christians who are living ordinary life. And I'm thinking to myself, how can we ever settle for being ordinary? I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. But here's what. I am exceptional. I am extraordinary because I have the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit living inside of me. That changes my state from ordinary to extraordinary. You see, it's not because of my accomplishment educationally. It's not because of my position as a pastor. It is because of the Holy Spirit. It shifts me from being ordinary to extraordinary. There is no way you can have the living power of God operating in you and be an ordinary person. Something would not be right. You see, it is normal for us to be weary as we run or get tired when we walk along the rough road of life. But a supernatural renewal of strength is what our, what our Lord has promised only to those who are ready to wait on him. Life is rough. Life is rough. But when we wait on the Lord, we receive strength to go through life. Yezo, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil because what? God is with me. I tell people, I like, I like scripture because scriptures are real. It didn't say, Yezo, I stop in the valley. It didn't say, I live in the valley. It didn't say, my val- the valley is my permanent place. It says, Yezo, I walk through it. And the scripture is really saying, whatever valley you're going through, your dark moments, you were designed by God with something inside of you called the Holy Spirit that empowers you to go through your valley moments, your dark times, your dull times, your times of failure and depression. There is a Holy Spirit power that brings you through it. And sometimes your valley moment is your waiting moment for your strength to be renewed so you can get back from the valley to the mountaintop that God purposed you to live on. Amen? So I'm going to start this morning by giving you like 10 uh, characteristics of eagles 
And by that, I want you to, to see how that aligns to your Christian faith. So number one, the eagle is a bird of outstanding character. You can easily identify an eagle by its character. When it turns up, it's different from every other bird. It operates differently. As a believer, that's how we ought to be. Wherever we turn up, when we are amongst the chickens, we are eagles. There's something different about our character. What is character? Character is simply this. It is who you are when no one else is around. Character is who you are when no one else is watching. And here's the truth in that. People can destroy your reputation, but you control your character. In fact, your reputation will always follow you. You remember Paul? Paul had a reputation. You remember what I said to Paul? Hey, 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 hey Paul, isn't this, uh, isn't this man the man who used to kill Christian? But, but because of his character, they listened to him. They didn't listen to Paul because of his reputation. They listened to Paul because of his character. So in Job 39, 27-30, he says, does the, does the eagle mount up at your command and make its nest on high? On the rock it dwells and resides. It's talking about a high place, right? It, it makes its nest on high. All of this meanings above everything else, above everyone else. On the crag of the rock and the stronghold. From there it spies out the prey, its eyes observe from afar. Its young one sucks up blood, and where the slain are, there it is. You see, eagles, eagles flies at an outstanding altitude. They fly higher. In other words, they soar high. They, they, they just live at a higher place. They, they live at a, a bigger calling. They go above the norms. They, they don't compromise their standards. They, they stay up there. In character. It's like the F-15 Eagle Bomber. They call, you know, I don't know if you watch movies. I, I do. Am I wrong? Forgive me, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> so I like these movies. Like, I like, I like, I like, I like. Not like, I don't like war movies. I like. I like war movies, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so they have the F 15 Eagle Bomber, right? Listen, it's fascinating. I don't want to give you the whole story because when I watch movies, I go and do research. Like, if, if the airplane has a name or the fighter plane, I go and study it, right? But the, air, the aircraft is designed to maintain air superiority in an aerial combat. In other words, it can keep soaring and stay high in combat and take on all its enemies from up there. It don't need to come down low to meet you. It can stay in its high place and changes everything in the warfare. Watch this. Number two, because there's so much to get, get through. The eagle has unusual sharp visual power. It, 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 it visual power, right? It, it is able to see well. The eagles have keen ability it means to watch and observe. That's what our Savior expects from all believers. That we watch and observe. 
we see, we understand. Uh, you know, Isaiah says this, a new thing spring forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not know it? God wants us to live in a place where we can see what he's doing and join him in that work. We must have spiritual eyes to see what God is doing. Like the eagle. The eagle is well aware and sees nearsighted, sees up close, sorry, and he sees a way off. So when the eagle is living, it's not living in the moment. It is living in the moment. And it's living what is way, way ahead. It observes, right? Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no revelation, when you are not seen and observing, the people cast off restraint. They go astray. If you're not receiving revelation, you're going to struggle. You need to know what God is doing in the moment, in the time, and in the season so you can operate in real spiritual freedom and truth. You will be held captive if you don't understand the revelation of God. You cannot live the Christian life without spiritual revelation. God cannot be discovered. He reveals himself. You ca- Listen. Let me help you again. I said it a couple of weeks ago. You can never find God. God will have to find you. The wise men did not find him. They were led by him. He is the star that led them to where he was. The sun. He was a star and he was the sun. So they did not find him because he has never been lost. So you can find things out about him. He reveals himself to you. He reveals himself to me. So we cannot live a fulfilled Christian life without the ability to see into the plans of God. So we need sharp visual power. Come and put your hand on your chest and say, I am an eagle-like believer. Amen. The eagle also has supernatural strength. Say, eagles are strong. Um, they are very powerful. They are robust, broad-winged, with massive bills and talons. So when, 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 when they, when, I mean, they can pick up your child and bring them very far. They, they are like that. They are strong. They have supernatural strength. Do you know you have supernatural strength? That's what we sang about this morning. You are my strength like no other. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There are some things that people can't manage that as a child of God you can because you're operating with supernatural strength and power. The eagle is a curious warrior. She seizes live animals and tears them into pieces. Now, I I don't want to think like, okay, (laughs) haha, um, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. Kill and eat. No. Uh, the, the, the F-15 Eagle Bomber, it can penetrate the enemy's defense and outperform and outfight any enemy aircraft. It also has a system and weaponry to detect, acquire, track, and attack enemy aircraft. So let me say it for you as a believer. You can penetrate enemy defense. You can outperform and outfight any spiritual enemy. You also, as a believer, has a system 
and weaponry, spiritual weapons, to detect, acquire, track, and attack the enemy. That's why the scripture tells us that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Amen? 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says this, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now all that scripture is really saying is, as a believer, God expects you to have a warfare strategy. As a believer, you're going to come under attack. The enemy goes around. Not sometimes, but all the times. He's seeking somebody to destroy. Whom he may. So if you don't have a warfare strategy, you're exposing yourself to the attacks of the enemy. If you are defenseless, you're going to suffer harm. The thing, like, like warfare is, is, is so important. Right? Um, if you follow news, there is this whole thing where the Russians are moving closer to Ukraine. Right? And so, um, the Americans and all these other NATO and all these people don't want to give you a whole thing. But here's what's happening. The United States and many of the other nations, they don't have to send, like, home base soldiers to deal with the conflict. Because long ago, they have put portions of their army in position, preparing for a war someplace that they don't know when it's going to happen. And part of that strategy is not just to stop the war there, is part of their defense in their home and homeland. The idea is that long before the conflict starts, you need to put up your defenses. You need to have your strategy. Because if you wait until sudden destruction, you're going to have sudden destruction. You have to have a warfare strategy. Amen? Eagles can survive in any weather condition. That's one of the amazing things about eagles. They survive in any weather condition. From the deserts in North Africa to the Sinai condition of the Alaska and Russia, you find eagles surviving. There are some birds who can't live in, 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 in North Africa and some can't live in Russia. Wherever you go, eagles can survive. What does that mean? Listen, you are designed by God to prosper where you are. It means that whether you're in Jamaica, the United States, England, some of the Caribbean territory, you can still survive. Praise God, serve God, worship God, and still enjoy a good life wherever you are. Weather conditions, the conditions of life doesn't affect the power of God on the inside of you. Amen? Number six, that eagles are not like ducks. Come on, just put your hand on your chest and say, I am not a duck. Come on, say, I am not a chicken. I am, I am an eagle. Maybe you're already sitting and say, Pastor, you need to say, I am a chicken. <laughs> Listen, people always say, like, like people want to say something, but they say, you're, you're a little chicken. Or they say that you're like sitting ducks. I think that means that, you know what? You're going to be knocked over very soon. But you're not a duck. 
But what that means is that the eagle don't pamper their young ones. For purpose of training, she pushes her children, eaglets, off cliffs. Not because she doesn't care, but training them to become great warriors. So many believers are over-dependent on help. And God wants believers in times of trouble to be able to call directly to him. And here's why, because many believers are already suffering from what I call man of God syndrome. Like everything happened, let me call the man of God. Let me call the woman of God. I need prior, you know what, I need a new job, let me call the man of God. Why not call God? Jesus on the telephone. Tell him what you need. I mean like everything. Man of God. Go and pray. And talk to your father. Your heavenly father in heaven knows what you need. Go and talk to him. Amen. It means that we have become more dependent on man than God. The eagle says to the eaglet, listen, go and fly. Fly. And if you need help, you're not going to die. I'm going to come down and get you, but fly. Amen? Now, number, number seven, the eagle has a capability for acquisition. You know, the eagle just know that, listen, come rain or shine, I, I'm going to get Something is in store for me. Isaiah 61 verse 6 says, But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. They shall call you servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. And in their glory you shall boast. An eagle is always there. So no matter what is happening, something is going to turn up. I'm going to be taken care of. In the same way the believer says, Listen, I'm going to be taken care of. Because my Lord... Knows all my needs. And he will take care of them. Amen? Amen. Number eight. Number eight. I'm going going quickly because there's so much. Eagles can survive days without food. Come put your hand in your chest right now and say, I can fast. fast. Say, I can go days without food. Some of you didn't put it under your chest. I don't know why. <laughs> so an eagle like Christian can go days without food. As you know, fasting is one of the most powerful spiritual disciplines of all the Christian disciplines. You see, this is common with eagles, right? Particularly when they go through the process called molting. And this is their most depressed period. When they lose virtually everything And are always like turkeys at this time. In fact, they say that most eagles do not survive this period. I think that is why some of us don't survive fasting. After day two, we say, Me can't bother you, man. Me hungry. I need to eat right now. Let me eat something and then try it again. When you, when you link it to the life of a believer, I want you to also understand the spiritual truth. Whether we like it or not, there will be periods of molting. When we lose stuff, we go through rough times. 
when friends are not there, when families are not there, when you have lost the job, when the marriage isn't working right. This is a time when many believers lose faith. This is a time when they stop waiting on the Lord. They get weary, they cave in, they give up, they run away from the faith. They say, let me take what I can get and go on my own. And they end up in a worse state like the prodigal son. It sometimes takes some a little while, like the scripture says with the prodigal son, to come to their senses and make their way back home. Many don't. And so you have to look out for these moments in your life. I want you to know that when you go through this, that all of us, we possess some supernatural strength to survive these times. And that strength is found in waiting on the Lord. Just wait, I say. Wait on the Lord. Nobody said the road would be easy. But I don't believe you brought me this far to leave me. Don't let the enemy tell you that you are the only one. You are never the only one. Because no temptation has overtaken you. No situation has come upon your life that is not common to other men. And God is faithful. And he will not allow you to be tempted more than you can bear. But with that situation, listen, he will make a way of escape so that you can endure it. God is going to give you the strength so you can endure what you're going through. Just wait upon the Lord. Amen? Uh, eagles are vigilant and tactical strikers. How does this apply to a believer? David never lost a battle. Do you know that? So is the desire of God for all believers. He desires that we be superior to rule over and have dominion over all the forces of darkness. We were not made to be conquered. We are made to be conquerors in Christ. You can do it. Brother Desmond said it this morning that you are winning. I, even though I don't see the victory, I believe I'm victorious. Amen? Amen. I believe I'm victorious. It didn't look victorious when Jesus was being persecuted, when he was nailed to the cross, but there was a victory in store. It don't have to look like a victory to make me feel victorious. I believe because I choose to walk by faith and not by sight. Because the scripture said, Bless are you because you believe though you have not seen. Amen? Ah, the, the last one, number 10, is that eagles have long life. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I've never seen a living eagle. But I also have never seen a dead eagle. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how long eagles live. But I've been told a little longer than other birds. Way longer. And here's why. They rarely die on the way. Whatever mission they are on, they must accomplish their mission. Do you know that God has an assignment over your life? And God wants you to see out your assignment. 
Meaning that it is not the plan of God for you to die before his assignment on your life is fulfilled. God's plan is to, to have you fulfill your assignment. So uh, that is why the scripture says, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. In other words, listen, I'm going to live until my assignment is done. Because here's what, I'm going to die empty. When I die, everything that God has put inside of me, I want him to squeeze out of me. And when I'm empty of every purpose and plan, then I can go. That the greatest death is to know that everything that God purposed for my life has been completed. And I'll tell you why that, why that is important. Because you know how many persons die with multi-million dollar ideas in their heads? That could have transformed their family. Imagine the man who had the idea for the cure for cancer. Who never did anything about it and died. The man who, you understand why it is important that you fulfill the mission that God has in your life. So God chose to compare eagles, um, believers to the eagle. Because eagles are born to live in the high places. Eagles are made for their high places. And in the same way, you and I, we are made for the high places. God has designed us to live in the high places. We were born to be overcomers. We were made for the high places. Amen. Come on, say, I am made for the high places. That's where God wants us to live. Above the norms of life. Above the conflicts. Above the depression. Above those things. You can do it. You are an overcomer. First John 5, 4 says, Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. I'm not going to go under. I'm going to come over. I am an overcomer. I'm going to live above it. Are things rough? Yes, but I'm an eagle. I live at a different altitude. The things down here don't bother me. I'm soaring to new heights. It says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen? Amen. Alright, Pastor Ray, I need you to help me, right? I'm going to give you an idea of, 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 of an eagle, right? Um, I want you to, the bald eagle, they say, is around 42, 29 to 42 inches long, right? Um, so, what is the span of your hands? That's that around 60? You have to turn around so they can see your nice brown suit, man. You're looking good today, brother. Amen. That's around, that's around 60 inches. Are, are 65? Anybody in construction? Hello? 60, thank you. Just guess. I mean, it's okay to guess even if it's wrong. It's all of us. Alright, so if you, if you kind of bring in your arms a little bit like tuck them in. Yeah, tuck them in. Faster it. Tuck them in like this. Yeah. And can, you, have to, you have to tuck them in like this. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not tucking your belly like me. <laughs> tucking your arms. <laughs> All right. So, so if, 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 if previously it was 67, this is around 40, right? That, like it's halfway. All right. So, this is, say, we turn like sideways past, past the rear. Like, yeah. So, that's the length of the eagle. All right? From, from this point to this point would be around 42 inches, meaning from the, 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 from the tail to the, to the beak or whatever they call it. That's, that's like the length, all right? Now, um, 
An eagle can weigh somewhere between 7 to 15 pounds. It's going to be hard to get myself or Pastor Ray down to 15 pounds. <laughs> so just, just use your imagination for that part. Right? But they also say that they have a wingspan of 6 to 8 feet. So what that means is that when their wings spread out, there, there is around, it covers a total from one wing to the other, six to eight feet. So if that is, uh, so, so this is around six feet? This is around eight feet? One, two, three, four, five, six tiles? Six feet. All right. Imagine if you saw something this big. Anyone, have you ever seen an eagle spread out their wings? Am I, am I joking? All right. Just stay right there. I'm just kidding. I can't go back there. <laughs> just kidding. All right. So, they, so eagles were created to fly in high places. They are born to fly in the sky of their home. It, it is very odd to be that different and fly at a low level. Let me say it again. Get the spiritual truth. You can't be that different and fly with other birds. You can't be that different. It's going to look awkward. That is why a Christian looks awkward around certain people. Because you cannot fit in. You have to be outstanding. We were made to stand out, not to fit in. An eagle cannot stay around other birds because it looks so different. You're out of place. You're, you're, too big to be, you're too big to be around the pigeons. You're too big to be around the sparrows. You're too big to be around the chickens. You have to go where you're made to fly, in the high places. Amen? Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. See, there's a story about a little eaglet, let's call it little eagle for the sake of understanding, that fell out of his nest and landed in a chicken yard. The eagle grew up among the chickens and although he looked a bit different, he learned to walk like a chicken and eat like a chicken. One day the young eagle looked up into the sky and saw a beautiful eagle soaring above. The, eagle, the, the little eagle in the chicken yard thought, oh, I would love to be able to do that. As the eagle soared overhead, it looked down and saw the young eagle below. Suddenly, he flew down and asked, What are you doing here? The little eagle replied, I am just here in the chicken yard where I've always been. The great eagle looked and said, Spread your wings, boy. You do just what I do. Follow me. Then he flapped his wings, lifted off the ground. The little eagle had been living among the turkeys so long that he didn't know who he was. He flew off into the sky. And the moment he flew off in the sky, he never returned to the chicken yard. He started flying with eagles. He changed his crowd. Eagles, when they discover that they are eagles, they change their crowd. You can't fly with the chickens anymore. 
I know you're probably laughing at me and saying, chickens can't fly. They can. I'm going to prove it to you. So I'm going to close this morning with just four quick points. How, to, how, to, how, how do we live in the high places? And these steps will help you because I want to give you how-to steps. Four of them, very simple. Number one, to live in the high places, we must be willing to leave our comfort zone. You have to be able and willing to leave your comfort zone. And sometimes it means being alone, though you're not lonely. Amen? You know there's a difference with being alone and being lonely. God promised that when mother and father forsake you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. It means that even if you stand alone, God is with you. Amen. Amen. You may have moments of loneliness. But God said to Adam, it is not good for man to be alone. So he made him a helper, suitable. Listen, when you, you, you come out of your comfort zone and you feel like you're alone, God will make comforters around you. People suitable to be around you, to keep you in that place. Amen. Deuteronomy 32 verse 11 says this. As an eagle steers up its nest, hover over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. I love this, right? What does it mean? When, when, when the right time comes, the mother eagle begins to teach the eaglet how to fly. She gathers an eaglet onto her back and spreading her wing, flies high. Suddenly she lets the baby fall until the mother catches her on the wing. And, and they repeat this process over and over. If the young is slow to learn or cowardly, she returns him or her to the nest and begins to tear it apart. Then she nudges the eaglet off the cliff. This is repeated until the eagle leave, learn how to fly on their own. What is the principle? God sometimes have to stir up our nest. Mess up the stuff that keeps us in our comfort zone. And that is why sometimes you have turmoil on the job. It's God just getting you to a place where you know that you need to become the eagle created you to be. That is why we have turmoil in our life. It is God steering the nest so we can start flying. You see, some of us, we have become so comfortable that we are not maximizing our potential and fulfilling God's purpose on our life. And here's what happened. Things just change. The little boyfriend leave you. The little girlfriend gone about their business. And you're broken hearted. And that's God just saying, you know what? That had to happen. I, I'm, I'm moving things out to bring things in. I'm moving people out to bring people in. Listen, listen. Sometimes the car is gone. The house is gone. The job is gone. And all God is doing is saying, and now I can get your undivided attention. You are ready to fly. And he repeats the process. He repeats the process until you leave the comfort zone. Because listen, God is more interested in your character than your comfort. Amen. God is, not, God is not trying to get you to be comfortable. He's trying to get you to be Christ-like. And sometimes being Christ-like comes with discomforts. And the nest must be messed up. Amen? Amen. 
a way of getting us to leave our comfort zone. Because he doesn't want us to depend on other believers all our lives. He wants us to learn to soar. He causes us to leave our comfort zone. To go learn to fly to the high places. To depend on him. To rely on him. To trust in him. The second, the second thing in terms of how to live in, or in the high place is that to live in the high place, we must learn to wait on God. You have to learn to wait on God. And so, um, Brother David spoke in Bible study on Wednesday and he says two ways that God, the ways of God, there are two things he uses. Faith and time. You have to know the timing of God. The timing of God is different from chronological time order that is kind of to your clock and calendars and stuff. It is kairos. And kairos is a set appointed time. And what happens many times is that we don't, we don't like to wait on God. But those who wait on the Lord are those who expect. Those who look for and set their hope in Him. That's what it's really saying. Waiting on the Lord means to attend to. It means to wait upon. I am waiting on the Lord. Uh, it, means that, it doesn't mean that I'm not doing anything. It means that something is happening while I am doing what God wants me to do. And, when, and listen, when God shows me what he's doing, then I'll join him in it. That's the thing. But I'm not going to go ahead of God like Moses said. Lord, we will not go unless you go before us. And too often, what we want to do is we want to go and then we say, God, come on, oh God, man. Come, no God, while you're lingering. Hurry up, no God. I have places to go. And how the rest of it go? People to see places to go. There you go. I'm not good at those things. So help me out, right? God, I have people to see and places to go. Come on, come on. No, that's not how it works. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And how that works is that when God moves, he leaves a mark. And I walk in it. And if there's no mark, I stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The word wait here is the Hebrew word kava. Kava. Q-U-V-A-H. Now you pronounce that. It's Hebrew. Alright? Um, the pronunciation is K-A-W-V-A-W. And it means to wait, it means to look for, it means to expect, it means to eager to wait eagerly to look. In fact, Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. We think of waiting in, in, in a passive tense. However, it's not used here in the passive tense, but in the active tense. When we wait on the Lord, it's not like it is pointless. While we are waiting... We are being refreshed, we are being renewed, and we are being filled with joy. My waiting time is my refreshing time. My waiting time is my renewal time. While I'm waiting, I'm getting better, not getting worse. We have made waiting as if it is something bad. In God's kingdom, waiting on the Lord is the best thing. When we wait on God, we renew our strength. It's like what the psalmist says in Psalm 103 verse 5. Who satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. It's a renewal. So when an eagle grows old, they say it fly high up into the high places 
and they lose all their feathers. They stay there until their feathers grow back. In other words, they become renewed. So here's what happens. When things get rough and things around you start falling apart, it's not time to go down. It's time to go up. Why am I going up? I'm going to the high place. I'm going to be with my father because in his presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. I'm going to stay in the presence of the father so that my feathers can grow back. And when my feathers grow back, I'll be able to fly again. Amen? So my waiting time is my refeathering time. I'm getting new feathers so I can fly again. I'm not losing out. I'm gaining feathers that I've lost. So waiting is good business in God's kingdom. Amen? Number three. To live in the high places, we must mount up with wings like eagles. You know that eagles don't fly like other birds, right? Flapping their wings profusely and using their own strength. You know what eagles do? They soar through the sky. Amen? Are you, are, you know that, right? And that is why chickens are not good at this. Because chickens, if you get a chicken and you throw them from a building, they are going to flap their wings. But they are doing it so hard. And, and all of that. You know what? If you do it ten times, the, the, the nine times, you go have chicken for dinner. Because that's going to be a dead chicken. Uh, eagles, eagles are different. They, they, they don't use, and that is why they can cover long distances and survive. Because they are not flapping their wings and they are not getting tired. It's so important and that is why they can survive in any weather. When the storm comes, the eagle, listen, 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 it, it's, this, is, this is so great, right? The eagle rides the wind and circles higher and higher towards the sky without effort. She just spreads her wing and the wind carries the eagle soaring through the sky. If the eagle encounters a storm, they set their wings and fly directly into the storm. And the velocity of the wind lifts them safely above the storm. As a believer, God don't want you to run from the storm. God wants you to ride out the storm. Because here's what, as you go towards the storm, God will use a storm that was meant to destroy you, to lift you above the storm itself. What the enemy meant for evil, God has turned for your good. Can you understand that? That the, the storm was not meant to destroy you. The storm was meant to lift you higher. You, you heard the story about the donkey. I mean, they tried everything to kill the donkey. I mean, they tried to sell the donkey. The donkey, they sold the donkey. The donkey came back home. The donkey just decided, I'm not leaving this place. I burn you, I'll steal you. They tried to do all kinds of things. The donkey just wouldn't die. The man said, listen, I'm going to bury this donkey alive. So he and his son dug a hole and they put the donkey down in it. And they started to put the dirt back down in the hole. And they were laughing at the top like, so finally, he's going under. And every time the donkey would just shake the dirt off and step up a little higher. And the more dirt they poured into the hole, is the higher the donkey came up. At the end of it, listen, the dirt filled up the hole and the donkey was standing on top of that hole. Listen, I want, I, want you, I want you to understand what God is doing. The storms of life were not meant to destroy you. 
They were meant to get you to fly higher. Amen? So don't fear the storm. Trust in your God. He said, this is what the scripture means when it says, believers mount up with wings as eagles. God wills us up above the storms and cares of this world and lifts us above all the problems and attacks of the enemy by the power of the Spirit of God. So like eagles, we should learn to ride on the current of the Holy Spirit. Ride on the current of the Holy Spirit instead of relying on our own strength. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Finally, when we live in the high places, we will run and not be weary and we will walk and not faint. Truth is, the high places are where we get refreshed. So if you need refreshing, go up to the high places. If you need strength, go to the high place. If you need healing, go to the high place. If you need peace, go to the high place. Wait on the Lord and he will renew your strength. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, but he shall reap if he faint not. If you can endure, you have a reward. That is the promise of God. The word weary in this particular uh, verse, when you go to the original Greek and translate it, it means to be beaten down. So be not beaten down in doing well. But you shall reap if you faint not. So God wants us to see the whole picture. What's the whole picture? We shall reap divine promises if we faint not. At the end of it all, I want you to know that there is a reward on the other side. Just get there. You remember I told you a few weeks ago about Jesus was on this side of the river doing and preaching and teaching on the sea? Then he said to the disciples, go over. Let me get some rest because I was ministering to the people. The disciples jump into the boat and there's a storm. Jesus was asleep in the boat. You remember the whole story? And they said, do you not care that we are perishing? You, You remember? And he said, oh, you have little faith. What happened when they got over on the other side? When they came out of their storm, the first thing they encountered was a man who needed deliverance. You remember I said to you a couple of weeks ago, it is so important that you come out of your storm because there are other people on the other side who need deliverance. And if you die in your storm, who is going to be the deliverer? God is going to bring you through the storm so when you get on the other side, the people who need deliverance will be delivered by the power of God that brought you through the storm. So to faint means to lose heart. So don't lose heart. Don't give up. Go to the high places. Amen? Come on, clap your hands to Jesus. Listen. Church, uh, I want to pray with you this morning as we close. You will agree with me that many Christians have died prematurely without accomplishing their mission here on earth. And the main reason is that they do not understand the principle and living a life of an eager believer. What the church of God needs to do today is have superiority over the kingdom of Satan. So with every head bowed and eye closed, eyes closed, right where you are this morning, 
That's a very simple prayer. It's less than 20 words. And I want you to pray this with all sincerity of heart and confidence in the God of all creation. Say, oh Lord, characterize my life to pattern the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, make me an eagle-like believer. In Jesus' name. Amen. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I don't know what storm you're going through. What difficulty. Maybe you have left the high places and you have been flying down low and it has been very difficult for you to pick yourself up and God probably sent me here this morning to be that eagle who is going to visit the chicken yard to encourage you to start flying again if that's you this morning I want to pray with you I want to pray for you and right where you are I'm going to invite you to just stand to your feet And let's pray and believe God this morning that we will leave the chicken yard and start soaring even above the difficult storms of life. I've, I've been there, church. I've gone through it time and time again. It always encourages me to, to listen to David says, that when I acknowledge and I always stop there because there's something about acknowledging where we are before we can move from where we are and it is not sinful to admit that we are not at the place it is sinful I believe to deny that we are at the place and stay there sometimes we don't even know and God sent eagles to come and speak hope and say, follow me. Spread your wings. Let's soar. Come on, just lift your hands. Just just for two minutes. And listen, I don't I don't need to begin by praying. Just just give God two minutes to just minister to your heart. He will speak to you. He's better at speaking to you than I could ever be. Father, we acknowledge this morning and we admit that we have spent too long living with the chickens, flying low when we should be flying high, soaring in the high places. Forgive us, Lord. 
by a conscious decision of our wills this morning. We choose to move from the chicken yard and to soar high. We won't fly away from the storms. We will fly toward the storm, trusting in you for your promise that you would never leave us nor forsake us. You remind us in scripture that you are in the boat with the disciples. So we know by faith that you are in our lives and it will be safe in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for that person who is struggling. Their nest has been ruffled, scattered, and it has caused depression and discouragement. But we are reminded, God, that it's just your plan to move us out of our comfort zone. It's not meant to destroy us. It's meant to lift us higher and build us up. So we thank you for the discomforts. For our character is being built. And you're using this to make us more Christ-like. We rest in you, Lord God. We rely on your strength. And we declare that you are our strength. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Give beauty for ashes this morning and gladness for mourning. Give strength where there is despair this morning in the name of Jesus. We thank you for renewed strength and renewed life. We thank you for refreshing this morning. God, I thank you that you have refreshed me. I thank you that you have renewed me. And I thank you that you have given me new strength. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, clap your hands for him this morning. To the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords. Come on, he deserves a bigger hand clap than that this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, just jump to your feet as we close this morning. I invite the worship team to come. Listen, God loves you. We love you. It's so good to be in fellowship with you, to know you, and to get to be here week after week. Enjoy the rest of your week. We meet again on Tuesday at Bible study. Enjoy the rest of your day in Jesus' name. Amen.